This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I think you're very optimistic and I love that for you. My name is Keen, and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's Reaction podcast. Troy is off this week and I miss his input on this week's Snatch Game. But don't worry, I'm not alone. I'm joined by the ever hilarious and camp comedy queen from Dublin, Miss Roots, is in the house. The two of us get into Snatch Game, this week's episode, the dancing runway, the whole kit and caboodle. So it's a really good episode. Before we get into it though, just a reminder that you can support the show over on Headstuff Plus. Head to headstuffpodcast.com and you'll get access to all of my coverage of UK versus the world. This week I had just May on and we were discussing the branding challenge over there. And this week there was also a episode with James, formerly of this parish, and the two of us were getting into the latest season of Dragula. So there's loads over there for you to feel you can justify the five euro a month. So yeah, please support the show over there. It'll be much appreciated. But if that's not for you, no sweat. Let's get into this week's episode. Miss Roots, thanks for joining me on the pod. How are you and how are you enjoying season 16? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm actually really enjoying season 16. Um, I kind of was wholeheartedly ready to be that person that's like, yeah, I don't really watch Drag Race anymore. And like hold it as like a moral compass to the world. Um, but unfortunately, it did hook me back in, I fear. Um, so I really Where do you it. land on the whole plain Jane of it all? So, right. I could possibly be plain Jane. <laughs> But I, if not me being plain Jane, if I was there, I would most definitely be very good friends with her, I feel, to the point where it could possibly drag me down. <laughs> like, I just, I love her. I think she's great. She's, she, she is a drag queen. That is what drag queens are like. They, they may put their best foot forward in this television show. That is a drag queen. That is a drag queen who is not trying to act in any way unlike themselves. Oh, uh, unlike their drag persona, I guess. I imagine they're not, they're, they're like, yeah. it's up for TV, surely a bit. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of like the cameras are on and, oh, here, like, I I kind of doubt that she does go go walking in the streets of New York just telling people her opinion because I don't think she'd survive very long doing that. But um, I definitely think that she doesn't, she doesn't have a filter. And I think that she's kind of like, well, this is, if this is my thought, this is my thought. And, I've kind of found without getting too fast into it too quickly. Um, something I noticed is the, the, so she just approaches her kind of, she approaches the cast in the way that she obviously has relationships, I guess, with other drag queens probably back in New York. Well, she's from Boston. And they all, Boston, sorry, yes. Oh my God. Sorry to New York. Um, (laughs) So I think that's how she just, that's that's how she interacts that's how she has relationships with other drag queens because this like all of the girls are kind of a little bit like offended uh, actually a lot offended but i noticed in a couple of episodes back um i can't remember who it was but someone someone kind of read her a little bit at the very open of the episode being like basically i'm paraphrasing but it's like plain jane how apt or whatever kind of making fun of her being plain and she just laughed it off 
and so you can tell that like if you give her back what she's giving she's completely fine with it so i don't think she's actually a villain in a sense that she's looking to fight with people i think it's genuinely how she communicates yeah i mean and we do get a little backstory from her this week from her babushka yeah. and like kind of that she would go around it was the so piece. cute so that, that was kind of cute to, to hear the sort of origin story yeah. the villain origin story so to speak um yeah and I, and I do get that 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 is a sort of like patter amongst drag queens and stuff but i guess mm-hmm. i guess there was like an element of lack of sensitivity around the whole amanda situation which i think now that amanda's gone it's kind of just seeing more as kikiing have a good time but it did sort of feel a bit more pointed towards mandy okay the episode starts with maya cleaning off the mirror moment or mirror message sorry um mm-hmm from last week and announces that the queen is here and like all of a sudden she's developed a personality and mm-hmm. that actually carries through into the episode like what a what a interesting time to peak did this yeah. did this surprise you as much as it did me yes i thought i was like oh no because i don't know about you but i now watch drag race knowing how drag race is produced basically i'm like oh we're getting a bit of a backstory into this person oh they're gone this week they are dust so i kind of was like oh this is her being like i found my personality and it's going to be gone but she found it and she kept it and my i add the little side comment that she made to morphine that was like girl you didn't even like her Oh, you know, that's the truth. You know, like Morphine was like, don't say, no, it's not. Don't start this. You know, a conversation happened Mm. in the corridors where Morphine's like, I don't even really like it that much. (laughs) Like that, that was someone who had no reason to lie. So she was definitely telling the truth. Yeah, 100%. And also, I thought Plasma was very, I I guess, I don't know, diplomatic or don't know what the right word is. But when Morphine Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I could, you know, I think I could have done a good job as you. And Plasma was just Mm -hmm. like, Sure, I don't doubt it. <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> and then there was the little vote. Like, who thinks I could have done as well as Plasma? I was like, girl, just you didn't get the part. Mm, yeah, stop looking no, for you the, the you know the the support of your peers. Just move on. That's kind of like I could have done so much better, but it's like, well, you you didn't. You had a role. You you didn't succeed at that. Not that she didn't succeed, but like. There's no such thing as a small role. But there was, so but the like, main you know, role was such a big role. So, like, I mean, I don't know what Morphine can do, but, like, from what we've seen, she has, mm-hmm. I don't think she's really done anything memorable in drag. The most memorable thing she's been has been, a, like, the narrator of the season so far. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. She would have had to learn a lot of words. So, I would have liked to see her yeah. do it to see if she would have done well. But there was, this, there was this weird moment at the start where they come in and she's like, I've got a bone to pick with Tsunami and basically just tells the story of like Tsunami robbing trade from her. And I wrote down at the time, so strange. why Why are we hearing this? And then... Why now? The reason why, it's foreshadowing for the lip sync later on. I yes. was like, okay, I see I what you're doing. I audibly gasped when it, that clicked. I was like... <gasps> television <laughs> i was like yeah no this makes because i was the whole time i literally have my notes now bone to pick dash why now yeah <laughs> why now <laughs> why not when you've seen her immediately be like oh my god girl we know each other i've bone to pick with you why not have yeah. the plain jane energy and just confront her <laughs> immediately well i suppose that still sounds why did she bring that up on that day but the reason yeah. we saw it was because of what was going to mm-hmm. come i guess in the episode um and I mean, as as a way of like making the lip sync more dramatic that they're friends, I don't know if it really worked because we only really kind of clocked it at the end. But yeah, it did make sense. Like you said, the TV was TVing, so it was good. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Do you like the reading challenge? 
I love the reading challenge. I feel like I feel like all of the challenges like reading the reading challenge, libraries open, um, snatch game, um, like the puppets, which RIP puppets, I guess. I think everyone has a love hate relationship only because we all we all love it. But if it goes wrong, it's like, oh, what a what a wasted opportunity. Wasn't it like two seasons ago or something? It wasn't even aired because it was so bad. I'm like, oh, come on. You know what's going to It's kind of like sewing. It's like, you know, this is going to happen. Yeah. Prepare Where's yourself. Your like start yeah. writing notes. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's jokes that you can fit any of the queens into. I, I yeah. think, you know, as fan favorite challenges, the reading challenge and snatch game, both in this episode, I think we could summarize them as saying there was lots of like, good performances but no great mm-hmm. no there was no master classes i don't i don't know if we'll ever really be impressed with snatch game ever again since jinx monsoon in all-star seven in fairness yeah i don't i just don't know if it can ever be done again i think she kind of broke it the same way sasha Valora has broken those lip sync extravaganzas at the end yeah mm-hmm. no i totally agree um but let's focus on the reading challenge. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of the reads written down. I don't know mm-hmm. who who we want to talk about. Or did you have any that stood out to you as, as faves? Um, definitely plain. I this is just I'm a plain stan account. I fear. Um, plain definitely stood out to me. I thought um the um the read that she had about the open relationship I like a read that's like that's given me an insight into this I didn't know that information and it's made me laugh that's good Um, I did like to Danny DeVito uh, read that Q had um, but I do think Tsunami with the insurrection was just brilliant see (laughs) it's just so I laughed at that but I don't like what, what about Plasma gives is does she give Republican? Do, like, what is it about her that would make her more likely to be a January six than any of the other queens? I feel like maybe Plasma is the most Caucasian of the Caucasian people there. She's the most like, yeah, maybe that's why. I just I feel like she has a lack of um, I guess like, how would you even describe it? She just has no like street cred. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it's very very white person. So maybe it's kind of, again. May who knows? Maybe Tsunami was like just probably going to be a basic white girl in this cast and wrote this down before she even went. And then she was like, and uh, like ad lib of like, and I'm going to say that is plasma. I mean, for conservative this, I mean, surely the Russian <laughs> should yes. get that. You know, Russian interference, yeah. Trump, blah 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe that Fair. makes more sense. And maybe also just some conversations. Era. Yeah, maybe there's some conversations off camera that we are not seeing where Plasma is like, you know what? Trump wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I know what I'm, who I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the true villain was just that she was a Republican yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Safira's joke, I mean, uh, about... I actually don't know if I wrote it. I think it was a Dawn called her the cancer of the drag community. I was like, yeah. okay, I see the, the joke there, but I mean, I think that would cut deep. I I feel like Dawn, I actually really like Dawn um, and I really like her drag. I like her point of view and I think she's interesting. And Dawn started out as this cutesy character where she'd like throw, throw like in confessionals, throw a little comment and then giggle it away. But I feel like the comments have become more and more severe where it'll just turn into like, yeah, she's trash. And it's like, where where do we go from here? What now? 
Well, Hurry One to Tsunami was, that's a brave name for someone who hasn't made a wave in this competition, which I thought was very good. Yes. Um, which I thought was kind of clever. And then mm-hmm. Morphine, like the classic Bianca Del Rio, was, or maybe it was Darian Lake of uh, Adore, What Did You Get in Your SATs, Ketchup. Ketchup, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Morphine, oh, plain Jane is so dumb. She, she studied for her COVID test and got excited when she passed. That's kind of like not as good version of that, yeah. but it's still pretty good. It um just just two reads, okay, specifically that I just I'm that stick out in my mind, right? The first one, Nymphia's one, about the dandruff. If that was pointed at me, I would die. I would die. That like that's just so degrading. Should <laughs> be told that you have dandruff. Like that's like it's not insulting because it's not even severe enough to be insulting. But like it's 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 also not something you want to be told that you have. It's like someone being like you have bad breath. It's like where, okay, yeah. and so you've got gum breath. disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? Um, and then the she went well. after for the beers, didn't she? And even playing Jane, yes, had to say, she girl, going. stop us, yes, stop. Stop. I can't. I can't do it. Um, especially yeah. Uh, but um, the other one I want to know, and I, I feel like we need to like campaign for this. What what TV lady was Maya <laughs> talking about? What lady on TV was Maya? It just she said it, and then there was no follow up. I so want to know. Plasma, when you're dancing, you remind me of the old lady on TV, <laughs> Jane Fonda. I don't know. <laughs> that feels like it. You're so old, joke. Like, yeah, it was just totally, just not phrased in the right way at all. And like, that's literally the only one we saw from her. So God only knows yeah. what the rest were like. And I definitely feel like because we find out a, a little bit later on that Maya doesn't know who Paddy Lapone is, which also made me gasp audibly. So I feel like it's very real that she's talking about like Judy Garland and like to Plasma. <laughs> that's a compliment. Like, yeah. She complimented that girl. If there's an old lady dancing on TV, I think it's fair to say that Plasma likes her. Yeah, very, very fair. And Plasma probably knows, has read their autobiography and will not skimp on the details to tell you if it, if if it's at all related to a mini challenge or a maxi challenge. Like in Snatch Game when she plays Paddy LePone and she's like, well, I got off of this job back in 1920 but Stephen Sondheim told me I was too old. Can you believe it? I was like, I bet you that's 100% true. That's yeah. not even, like, that's that's not even f- improvised. That's, that is a fact. That that's is, a Wikipedia that is a entry. <laughs> that's a spark note. Like. <laughs> uh, I kind of love how how into the world she is. You know, like it is annoying, but it's actually kind of so annoying it's kind of charming. Um yeah, I I go through waves of um of annoyance of plasma because um I say waves, it's it's mostly a tidal wave of annoyance with a little ripple of oh god lover. Um because when she won the first challenge a couple of episodes ago and she was crying in her confessional confessional even um, and she was like, I can't wait to go home and tell my mom. I was like, oh, that's really cute. Like, that is just a little gay boy who grew up watching all these things with his mom, probably. And his mom's going to be so proud, blah, blah, blah. But then then it's just, if it just becomes where she's kind of like, I'd actually, you know what? It annoyed me when she was like, do you know who Paddy Lapone is? And Maya didn't. Because what a statement to make, do you know who Paddy Lapone is? I would have loved someone to turn around and be like, of course I know who Paddy. What are you talking about? Of course. But it kind of vindicated her in a way that like I feel like sometimes she says this facts in a way of like I know all of these things and 
now she's like justified in that because Maya didn't know who Patty Lapone was. So now she's kind of right. And that, that annoyed me. <laughs> I just wanted someone to turn around and be like, you, you hear yourself, the Patty al- Lapone. They also keep mentioning BFA, which I assume is Bachelor of Fine Arts, but I'm not entirely sure. But oh, they- the only BFA now is a big fat ass. I'm not too sure. Okay. I really I don't know. That's the most important BFA to be <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't think that's the BFA she was referencing. <laughs> Well, especially if she's white enough to be in the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. She, she, she's got a flat right. ass like me. You know? yeah. uh, okay, so Sammy Muse wins the reading challenge. That actually surprised me. Um, I mm. think just because I think people like Q and Plain Jane and even Safira had better deliveries of their jokes, even if their jokes maybe were as good. Um, yeah. But, you know, I like Tsunami. Glad she got this mini challenge. Yeah, I, I kind of could. I think... I think it could have been any one of them. And I do think that maybe the reaction to the insurrection one is what actually gave her the win more maybe. so how other people reacted to it. Yeah. And like the fact that like it was good TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Chad Michaels arrives to do a walkthrough for um, Snatch Game. I don't know if Chad really got any opportunity to give any good advice, but they were there. No. I was delighted though, because I, f- I was thinking about this because I was like, why Chad Michaels? Why? Much like the... um the conversation between Tsunami and Morphine. I was like, why now? <laughs> why is Chad Michaels here now? But I think Chad Michaels was kind of the first really good Snatch game. Like you think who won season two was Tatiana Wright doing Britney, which was good. No, it was uh, like... Pandora Pandora Box doing Carol Channing. Oh my God, not you prove me wrong immediately. Okay, <laughs> well, anyway, as I was saying... <laughs> I kind of, I do think that Chad was like the first one that you're like, oh, of course. Like she was, def- it was yeah. like her and then Bianca and then um, and like Jinx. little Richard yeah, and yeah. and um, and Jinx and um, who's the other really, really good one? Benjela Creme. Benjela Creme, exactly. I think she was the first of that type where you're like, that was really, really good. Uh, and it's nice to see some of the queens from the, from the, from the early, from the golden age come back. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like... She definitely is kind of like a legend amongst the drag scene. And I think you don't, I don't think she tours necessarily. So it feels like you don't see her in the ether of drag races yeah. often. Um, But she's still around and she looked the same, which yeah. is great yeah. for her. Like, like, been like 10 years. untouched by time. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, let's go to the Snatch Game. So first up was Q doing Amelia Earhart. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of this choice? And what do you think of this performance? I thought it was a clever choice. It's that like, it's that perfect thing. And I think she said it in the episode where she's like, everyone knows her, but they don't know much about her. Um, So I think that is kind of like the God tier of characters and saying that she didn't do much with it. <laughs> she, she didn't really introduce, like, I think she just didn't really have a point of reference apart from planes, I guess. And yeah, they were all plane jokes. I mean, they kind of worked yeah. like, oh, hey, Rue. You look so small from up here, like, or I was yeah. the first girl to eat peanuts on a flight. Like, they did kind of work, but they weren't side-slappingly yeah. hilarious. No, yeah, I want, I would have liked, I feel like with those characters, you need to throw in an off-the-wall personality trait, you know, where it's like, we don't know a lot about them. Kind of like um, Alaska doing um, Mae West, yeah. Where everyone does know Mae West and we know, I suppose, the character of Mae West, but I suppose Alaska throwing in that extra like layer of filth 
just made it a little bit more interesting. So I definitely think, I think it's a really good choice and I don't think she's done bad. Obviously she was safe. Um, but I just think it lacked a little bit of, oh, and here's something else. Yeah. I mean, we kind of discussed, uh, you know, whatever plasma and how annoying she could be. Q mm-hmm. actually has more of that um, West, like Broadway theater kid entitlement than Plasma has, I feel. Because even in Untucked, she was like, oh, I feel I was high safe. And I was like, have just, you just seen, take the safe. Have you seen the tirade of tweets that Q has gone on? No, I, I left Twitter oh this, this year. Uh, yeah, I don't. I um, I'm there with you on the Twitter slash X. I'm really waiting for threads to be more than just topless men so I can start using them more often. <laughs> um, but she she started like just fans being basically being like, I didn't think she was great this episode. She basically has been tweeting people back being like, well, I think you should die. Like, oh, she, yeah, crazy. So like she, what you're kind of saying tracks because she's coming off a little bit like not great online, oh, a little bit chaotic. Oh, so um, I think you definitely could be picking up on um some definite character traits there with that observation thanks thanks uh tsunami muse was next she went for the gold tooth fairy who i could have sworn somebody discussed doing that character in the past like an evie oddly or something like that um she said in her watch packing that her other option was celia cruz because she's from panama originally so Mm -hmm. knows a lot about like telenovelas and stuff like that um this this like and they said this to her this actually could have been great but she just never really took it anywhere yeah i think it's kind of similar to um to what we were saying about q where it it is it is different in a sense that it is a made-up character so it's not a case of like oh yeah everyone knows amelia Earhart, but everyone knows the concept of the tooth fairy but she just kind of lacked an, a layer of character growth i think um i definitely think people think snatch game is just about telling jokes but i definitely think you kind of you need a beginning, middle and end with these characters. And I definitely think that's what was lacking for Tsunami. You need to find a game mm. that you play that you can fit all your jokes into so you have a character. Yeah. Um, and I know she found it. Like, when I hear Gold Tooth Fairy, I'm assuming it's going to be like a streetwise kind of I gangst- it was going to be like, gangster. Kind of like a pimp. Yeah. In a way. Like, yeah. yeah definitely. Like, Who... I thought it was kind of going to be like She's related to the fairy godmother, but maybe had a little bit, or not fairy godmother, the tooth fairy. And maybe she had a little bit of a harder life. Maybe that side, maybe like they they married into like a not great family line. And, you know, she has fallen to a life of crime. <laughs> She's a hustler. I don't know. You know? That's what I yeah. thought. Um, and I didn't get that from, but I mean, maybe there was no. a different idea. Because I know they um, Chad Michaels mentioned that B.A.P.S. movie the one with Halle Berry in it um, mm-hmm. so I think maybe she was supposed to go, go for a character like that but yeah I don't yeah. know D- didn't go anywhere anyway speaking about going nowhere Nymphia's Jade Goodall pff, stayed in the jungle like it really I, I yeah. thought she chose this to tell banana jokes and then she said I chose this because I could tell banana jokes and then didn't tell banana jokes yeah she was like i'm really into her work with animals i was like okay this is not like a who's your idol history project when you're in like second year um i i definitely who was your idol when you were in second year i done one on judy garland (laughs) not me hating plasma and literally being plasma (laughs) did you know that she died of a (laughs) original overdose (laughs) 
mean they're the ripe age of 14. Sometimes like, be like, cool. we hate the things we see in ourselves, <laughs> you know? And the only reason that um, I chose Judy Garland was because this you other girl gay. chose... Well, yes, <laughs> but someone else chose Marilyn Monroe and it was just like a like a basic girl and I was like, she's not even going to do her justice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question. Olympia and the, yeah, n- no bananas. I definitely thought that she was kind of going to be like Gigi Good with the Sophia the Robot, where we're supposed to believe it was going to crash and burn and then she pulled it out because it was just so off the wall. But I was, I literally wrote down when she opened up with the monkey noise. I was like, and now what? Where does she go from here? She, it's like... It's like um I can't remember who it was that does done Raven Simone years ago when like Oh Jade and Dior Fierce. Jane Dior and immediately went into the vision thing. I was like, Where what now? Like there's more sides to Raven. Her dad's a chef. Her her dad and baby brother cooked for the president. Like there's just many layers. Is that who to you Raven. did third year? <laughs> She's my third option. Yeah. <laughs> she is up there, do you know, the Mount Rushmore of of yeah. icons. Marilyn Monroe, Judy Garland, and Raven Simone. And Raven Simone. Yeah. I assume Amanda Bynes is the fourth one. Yeah. How did you know? How did you know? Am I that obvious? Um but yeah, it, it went nowhere, unfortunately. Yeah, right. yeah. And I don't know really what you could do with her. Because even just making banana jokes, I don't actually think would have been that funny anyway. Could have been enough to get her safe. No. But, um... She was one of my front runners early on and I kind of feel like it's just gone nowhere. Like, I yeah. definitely thought that she was really, really strong. Specifically in kind of the first two episodes. So she started, I think, in episode two. So episode two and three, I was like, oh, she's going to she's gonna mop the floor. Um, Not to just liken it to another Asian because they're both Asian but I kind of thought that she was going to be like a pangina where because her take on drag is so different coming from a different region I I thought like it was going to be that kind of um trajectory for her but it it, it is not unfortunately I mean so I still think she's going to get to the final like I think people love oh her. yeah and she has been, like one of the big memes of the season I feel has been you know, when she said, oh, I'm not very good at dancing and then revealed that she was in a K-pop band. Like, <laughs> the meme has been like, oh, this week you have to dis- dismantle an atomic bomb and Nymphia's is like, I'm going to be so bad at this. And then in the talking heads, I actually have a degree in astrophysics or whatever. <laughs> I did see ahead of the episode that was like, I can't wait for Nymphia to say that she's bad at characters and then literally be like a professional impersonator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very fair. So this is her first flaw, I guess. Um, yeah. But- and I guess we'll get to it, but like another design challenge next week. So like, I mean, yeah. in terms of challenges that'll suit her, if there's a third sewing challenge, which is rare, I mean, she'll do well. I did way. see again to jump ahead at the very end of the episode where it did tease next week. Dawn was like, you can't wear yellow in Fiat. And I was like, she hasn't always worn yellow in fairness. It's not that crazy of a thing. I think she worn yellow like three times. Like she's she wears more yellow in the workroom. But like she, she has shown multiple different shades. Of she colors. has. Mm-hmm. She has exactly. She didn't wear yellow on the runway this week. It was she did cream. Yeah. Uh, let's do Dawn Megan McCain, who I'm not overly familiar with. I know she exists. I couldn't tell you like her nuances or kind of the history of her. No. Again, maybe the insurrection joke should have been Dawn. Maybe. Yeah. I, that would have made more sense. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I was. 
waiting to enjoy it as I always am with all the characters, but um, I didn't know anything about her and I, I didn't leave knowing any more about her either. No, I kind of just felt like Don, that's fine because you like, I think the best thing to do is find a character that to be yourself, but that, that, the view, trauma, honey, and then like there was a thing about doing 360 handstands, but then yeah. like confessing and becoming God, honoring. Actually, him. it's Mega McCain, the person who. There was that like um scandal with because some of the um winners went onto the view or something. Wasn't there like a whole thing where um I'm nearly sure Monet Exchange was like supposedly best friends with her and everyone was like, Not you best friends were Republican. Oh yeah. So maybe that's her. Drag Queen's back backlash for cozying up uh to celebrate Megan McCain's birthday. Yeah. So there we go. It was perfectly fine, but I learned yeah. nothing new about her, and it was just kind of Don being Don. Mm-hmm. Let's get down to the bottom um, panel, which were better, I think, overall. First mm-hmm. up was Safira, who gave James Brown good impersonation, yeah. some good references, really good. good singing, um, and like knew their stuff because knew that Rue loved James Brown, and. I mean, I don't think it was a perfect study of James Brown, but you knew it was James Brown, and it was mm-hmm. good fun. Yeah, I think um, Safira has obviously just been doing drag so long that it's not to say that if you do drag a really long time, you're not going to f- like mess up Snatch Game because we've seen that happen before. But I just think she gives off consummate professional vibes. So I think she was going to be fine anyway. Um, And she definitely just, she knew how to embody a character and just live in that kind of realm and I, I def- and have fun with it. And she was comfortable with it. I think she wasn't nervous and that was probably immediately a benefit to her to some of the other girls who probably were more nervous. And like, James Brown's music is so rhythmic and just partyful that like, a lot of the times Sophia would just say the, said a line and then turns it into a, a James Brown song. Yeah. And you, how could you not get and on board with that? I ate it up every time. Yeah. Every time. every time no crumbs um so yeah that was really good that, that was definitely top two for me this mm-hmm. this narrative of her and her dancing shoes that's sort of come out I, of nowhere yeah i have not that's like a little bit of the episode that i was like oh are we am i supposed to have been following shoes i guess i'm i don't really always look at the shoes unless they're very now i actually will say i did notice them this time because they are very small shoes <laughs> Very well, I noticed the, the breasts. Remember, they had like they spoke about oh her breastplate. I notice them uh, every week now. Those boobs are so close together. They're just itty bitty breasts. I fear. Um. Yeah, but she, maybe she just maybe she likes things in smaller sizes. Smaller yeah. breasts, small feet. Small feet. I, I don't know. <laughs> Good things come in small packages, I guess. Yeah. How did you find Plasma's Patty Lapone? Bearable. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. for me. I really, I, again, I wrote down at the start um, when she was saying, I said, is Plasma going to be unbearable about this impersonation? She was not. Um, but I do think it's kind of because she wasn't like, she didn't do, again, she didn't do bad, but she was kind of fine. It was very similar to just how she goes about. I d- I'm not a huge, huge Patti LuPone fan. I love the I- iconography of Patti LuPone and the fact that she's a gay icon and all the kind of stuff. But um. I don't think that's how Patty LuPone talks. I'm going to go out on the whim and say I, that isn't... I've not heard her speak that often. I don't just hear her singing. So, yeah. I don't know what And actually, has. it kind of just did give... Um, there's a person on TikTok that kind of 
recreate Song and Paddy Lapone's voice. It kind of felt more like they were playing that character on TikTok than Paddy Lapone. Like Paddy Lapone is a really outspoken, like um against Trump. Again, she could have easily, she could have easily had a redemption from the insurrection read <laughs> with Paddy Lapone. <laughs> and she didn't. So maybe it's rooted in truth. Who yeah, knows? I don't know. But maybe. um yeah, just there was plenty to go, plenty of of um of material in the world of Paddy Lapone, which I kind of just think again she fell back down to did you know when i didn't no mm. and i was like oh no i'm not into it. is she character like, is she caricaturable though in a, in a like this? um yeah i think so because she kind of she i think she's at least a character she's played so you could at least yeah. do it in the way that when um again ben de la crumb ben de la crumb ben de la leave no crumbs <laughs> when she done maggie smith she played maggie smith yeah as from downton abbey in, yeah yeah as the dowager countess so it's kind of like you could at least have played a role that paddy lapone has played like norma um, desmond she, or someone like that yeah and she kind of didn't didn't do that much to be fair um but it also was hard to get into because she was wearing the same wig that she wore for the Rusical. So I was like, I were just, she's, um, she's just the same character. Okay. And the thing is, she has a tough job because she did a great Barbara and she did a great um, Julie Andrews. So it's like, yeah. oh, here, here's your third tier impression, which I would know, have loved tough. for her to do like Leah Michelle. Yeah, that would have been a great so... one for her to do. Right. Yeah. Like, like the same idea. Not being able modern. to read is like you get mileage out of that. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh I couldn't God. read the question. <laughs> yeah. Or like just being like, could, sorry, actually, um, your one's cousin next to me, could you just write that down? Yeah. Just if you could <laughs> yeah. scribe that for me, please. James Brown, if you would be so kind as to write down my answer. <laughs> my hands are tired. I've been sitting on them all day and now they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I can't write. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that much better choice, much better mm-hmm. choice. Okay, speaking of someone who could have made a better choice is Morphine, doing Anna Delvey. Um, so we saw a good um, Anna Delvey snatch game before. This w- does not seem to be it. Like she seemed to only know the line, "You look poor." Like, isn't there? It's like I don't have time trailer. for this. I don't have time right. for you. Literally, where was that? Like and. I kind of found, I did notice that when she was asked, I had high hopes for her because when she was asked to do a little bit of her Anna Delvey, it was actually funny in the workroom. But then her first joke was the joke that she'd done in the workroom. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Is this, is this possibly not going to be very good? Um, I definitely think she underacted it again. That kind of seemed to be the theme of this snatch game of a couple of people just choosing characters, which actually, I don't think anyone has a bad character. But they kind of just went nowhere with it. That one of the whole jokes was she wrote the wrong answer, but then she like scribbled it out and wrote the correct answer mm-hmm. and was trying to bribe somebody. Um, and I don't remember her ever like bribing people. Bribing. She would get the money and then she just yeah. wouldn't transfer it. So she I, doesn't have money. It should have been all like, oh, I'll send you the wire transfer. It's on its way. I promise. I rang the bank. It needs to be that. Not like yeah. here's some money to make this problem go away. You and that comment have produced a better Anna Delvey than Morphine did in this episode. Yeah, totally. Then change the accent halfway through and then be like, you know, do you remember like Gottmik did the fun Paris Hilton thing where he, oh, she was, was like, so he was like yeah, yeah, yeah. hey Rude, let me know when we're filming. And he's like, oh, we're filming now. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> this should have been a Perfect. joke like that. Copy that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, get me up there. Um, okay. <laughs> 
let's talk about Maya for a minute. Because, look, we love an underdog. We love a comeback story. This was good to see her come out of her shell and do mm-hmm. semi well. But the advice of just be your friend. This is a celebrity was. impersonation challenge. Who is Shaquita? Is she actually Trina's cousin? Is she somebody who's like Trina? And we were just saying she's Trina's cousin. Is she? I'm nearly positive she? she's just some girl back home that Maya knows. <laughs> I like she when she heard just be what like be like one of your friends. She was like, okay, cool, sure. Do you know who? So I actually got really excited because when they had the long black wig. And they were kind of like making reference to Cher. I was like, oh my God, is Maya going to do her really bad <laughs> Cher? I wanted her to come out and do Cher. But like S-H-A or E. Like Cher's cousin, Cher. That's what I wanted. I was like, that is the kind of thing I need. Now, again, she's still done fine. She definitely, I have umbrage with her breastplate just stopping. At one point, it's again, it's the theme is dodgy breastplates um this season but yeah she she was fine uh, yeah i mean <laughs> i just i don't know how she got away with it i don't know how they let her and you know i can argue you can argue that you know we don't know amelia Earhart's like you know tsunami use came up with this gold tooth fairy mm-hmm. but i feel there's a concept to that rather than here's my friend shaquita I mean, th- that woman is fun, whoever she is. She'd make a good yeah. reality TV. Like, the thing is, there's lots of women like that woman who have been on Bad Girls Club or mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop or Love Island or ex- any sort of reality, The Bachelor, any of those shows. I'm sure there's a woman like that that she just could have said that's who she's yeah. going for and been that woman. Yeah, 100%. Um, so when in season 17, someone comes in and they're going to be like, hey, I'm going to do my chemistry teacher on Snatch Game. Rue can't say fucking anything because it's all his fault. No. Also, I just really think that Maya should have done, like, Lil' Kim. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Um, One of the members of, of like, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Be her. That'd be yeah. A hundred percent. She has the wig. She wore the wig on the runway. Yeah. She could have just be kept her. it on. <laughs> okay, finally, the winner of this week's challenge, Yelena Karlushka, played by Plain Jane. Uh... Like this was, I think, she, you know, this was definitely up there w- with Safira. I think you could make an argument mm-hmm. that either of them deserve to win. There were some very funny lines. My favorite one was BBW being beautiful, a Balkan war survivor. Oh, so good. I did really enjoy the very ugly man. You were a yes. very ugly man. <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely was good. Um, the I word comrade also works. As well. So good. Funny it, word. They're just so simple, but mm. they were like, I think... There's low-hanging fruit simple, which is not always funny. And then there's just like, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. She's playing a Russian person. Comrade, sure. Makes sense. This work, this works for this world. And it is yeah. fun because I do want to listen to this lady's music now if she's... Right? You know. Yeah. I was like, I want to know who this person is because I have no clue who this person is. And nothing makes a homosexual on heat quicker than an obscure pop reference. So like, everyone's going to be going. Absolutely. Her... <laughs> Her Spotify rap scores this year are going to spike. spike yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to get into the runway after this break. Hey, y'all, it's Jasmine Kennedy. Make sure to listen to Sissy That Pod. 
Okay, onto the runway. This week they were doing Dancing Queen. So they were all giving given a different style of dance or I guess they got to choose it in some cases and they had to do a look uh, inspired by that sort of dance which actually I really like this is a real drag race or Canada's drag race style mm-hmm. runway challenge where they all get something different um, and I think it was actually quite interesting so we'll run yeah. through them quickly Q gave us the robot what do you think of this? I I liked it Um, I thought it was interesting I yeah, it was fine. It was a good look. It kind of reminded me, I know Keita, uh, Keita Mean did a look like this before. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of looked Thor kind of done something very similar to it, um, but in a different way. But yeah, I thought I thought it was good. Um, I enjoyed the reference to, because I was thinking of myself of her being a robot dancing and I was like, well, that's ironic. And then she was like, or maybe I'm being myself. I was like, okay, that's someone who's in the know. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Tsunami Muse gave us a gorgeous salsa number, gave us a few few steps. And I think she looked really good, but I also felt it was a bit plain. It was very plain. Um I it's kind of just I could buy that on ASOS tonight, you know? Um now I do think she doesn't necessarily I don't know if she wears pads at all. I feel like she does, but she definitely doesn't wear big pads and she doesn't seem to wear breasts in drag. So I always think that like it's a little bit harder. I think if it's an edgy look, sure, having no like a flat chest or whatever can definitely give you that kind of model-esque kind of vibe. But I think sometimes when you're wearing something that's quite simple and you don't you don't have more curves, it makes it look more plain. Whereas if you do have a really by like voluptuous drag body, um, it kind of it can it can amplify something from looking so plain. Yeah, but I, and, so I think and, that's kind of happened. And I think what you're getting at is kind of like it was missing a drag element because this dress is only wear by somebody who's dancing and performing. It kind of just looked like an extra. It was a bit too literal. Yeah, yeah. She literally looked like a dancer. Nymphia gave us a gorgeous Japanese bouton dance that had sort of it's hard to describe this kind of like spirals selection like of kind of like moon shapes yeah of thing. like reeds and plants mm-hmm. and you know then it was kind of like a collar around the neck that was kind yeah. of like ruffled and pleated like it was such an intricate look and really gorgeous makeup sort of a white circle with a red sort of circle right in the uh-huh. center i guess for japan gorgeous yeah i sometimes um i'm always like sometimes with, with these kind of references the judges can't turn around and be like that looks shit because that's kind of like offensive to culture um so sometimes these looks can be quite um safe i guess when it's kind of like what we said about tsunami of like that was just quite a basic look sometimes the cultural ones can literally look exactly like that and it doesn't necessarily bring any kind of drag aspect to it so sometimes it's like oh like doesn't change the fact that it is a really good look, but they, the judges can turn around and be like, it's bad. However, this was not that at all. This was very much an elevated version of what she was going for. And it would like stood on its own, even without the whole cultural point, I think. It was really, really good. Definitely. Dawn gave Polka, uh, apparently her family dressed a lot in Polka, but again, it was Polka through the sort of lens of Dawn, which I quite liked, keeping that mm-hmm. nymph makeup. Um, she hasn't really put a foot wrong on the runway so far. No, it's been fine. Sometimes I think like 
that kind of was an example of that is what polka looks like. So she just wore a polka outfit. However, she did kind of get a little bit extra points, I suppose, like you said, because she she has her dawn look about her that it kind of did feel like it was a different realm. But I think that's like she she seems to kind of understand fashion and her point of reference. So I definitely think once you're secure with that, you're you're probably not going to go too far astray, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Safira gave majorettes, which would I call that a form of dance? I don't know. Uh, mm. But drag you style, so in the sort of purple and orange drag you, have those dance shoes back out again. Yeah. And actually, we didn't discuss, we got a really tender moment from Safira in the Talking Heads talking about her relationship with her father mm-hmm. who and who finally came to go see them in drag before she passed away from COVID um, which was a really upsetting kind of story to hear and, and she was very like, generous to kind of share it all with her so mm-hmm. yeah definitely I don't want to say good week because obviously that's a sad story but like I definitely think she won a lot of people over this week with the Smash yeah. game and that personal story and I think that gave an insight, like I said earlier on, of her just seeming like a consummate professional. Be- probably, again, not to assume her narrative, but I'm guessing that because she didn't have that kind of um, acceptance, she threw herself into her work to be the best that she could be at it, which is quite common for people to do in that scenario. So it kind of gave a lot of insight into how she is the way that she is, I guess, in terms of like she's so put together, she's so prepared because she's probably like, well, if if you're not going to like me for this, like if you're not going to accept me for this and I'm not going to be speaking to you as in her father, she definitely, I imagine, like threw herself into her work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Plasma was up next. How unbearable did you find the tap dancing? The tap dance was actually quite good. It was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really, really good. Like technically very, very good. Um, the look was fine. She she was Very the old literal. lady from the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was the dancing lady from the television. That was her. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't really fault it. It was um yeah, it was fine. It was impressive. The tap yeah. dancing, it was impressive. Oh, she can do this as well. Her talents mm-hmm. are are never ending. Um Morphine. I mean, I I know Morphine is a Latina from Miami. And that, you know, American Latin um, culture is different to culture from Spain. But the way she said, I love culture from Spain. I love flamenco. I love Rosalia. I'm like, that's literally, like, literally. Like, I love Ireland. I love Guinness. I like Niall Horan. (laughs) (laughs) Very that. Um, I will say, I think Morphine's look of all of them was my favorite. It was just stunning. There was something about, like, she did dress like a flamenco dancer, but it was something about, like, the um this the fabric like the the quality of the fabric it had this kind of sheen on it it wasn't like a a flat kind of just oh that is what it is I'm literally wearing an outfit I thought she looked absolutely stunning and like her face yeah her hair she's just Beat. she knows what she's doing yeah definitely and um, Maya gave us 90s hip-hop some Mary J Blige some SWV um this is very much in the wheelhouse of Maya like mm-hmm. you know she never pushes the boat out she just kind of looks Good. I wrote down that I believe that Maya just owned this outfit. I don't think she had to buy this for Drag Race. I think she was like, great. Love. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. You'd see her perform numbers at at a a performance of a Wednesday in Miami in this. Yeah. And then finally, Plain Jane, my conspiracy hat makes me think this this runway was chosen for her on this episode. So she'll get the win because she's a ballroom dancer and she comes in the ballroom dress. 
I thought she looked mm. gorgeous, but I would probably like it to be more drag. But there you go. She wasn't wearing a necklace, and I just have massive umbrage with no with bare necks. Bare necks when you're wearing like I know. Don't get mm. me wrong, a dancer probably wouldn't wear a, ne- yeah, a that's necklace. What I was say. But, yeah, but like that's the drag element. That's the kind of like she's not actually going out to perform as a ballroom dancer. You're a drag queen dressing in a runway for RuPaul's Drag Race. So I think I don't know. It, lo- it just looked. For the lack of a pun, it looked a bit plain. It was, it it, it was fine. Yeah, it was it it was the brief. It was I didn't really drag it up. I feel, mm-hmm. and I also yeah. if she's a ballroom dancer, like I thought, like you need to do what Plasma's doing. Come out and give us a jive or something on the stage. There's something that you can dance on your own. Yeah, no, definitely. And I actually think Michelle Fassage was very right in the way that she was like, "You want to see what drag is? Look at the ballroom dancers." So you're coming out as a ballroom style and it's kind of like a plain, again, no pun intended, a plain ballroom um, style. There is something, though, that actually kind of irked me about this runway. No Vogue. Yeah. No one taught to do, like, I I know how does one dress as, like, a Vogue. No, but you can, though. Like, Like, even the the suits from the Vogue video, if you want to do that, or, like, I'm sure you would do... You could dress like Madonna at the VMAs. Yeah, Ninja, there is a lot of material there. Um, But, yeah, no one one taught to do Voguing, which I was kind of like, oh. I feel like if I were doing it, that would be the first thing that comes into my mind. So much so that I probably... And maybe this has happened. Maybe they were like, other people are going to do it, so I won't do it. You know? But I think because no one chose the same thing, I got the impression these were run through production. Given them, yeah, actually, that's yeah, very so fair. they could have made sure no one else mm-hmm. was doing it. Yeah. Um, plain Jane wins. Do you agree with that? A thousand percent. I th- I definitely thought she was the best. I do think it was followed closely behind by um Sophia doing James Brown, but I just think it had she just made me laugh the most, and that is the name of the game. Um, I definitely thought that she it was her week. 100%. Yeah, I can't argue with that either. Then uh, Tsunami Muse and Morphine Love Dion in the bottom two. Do you agree with that? Not really. I kind of thought that the bottom was going to... I actually didn't think Morphine was that bad. Like, it wasn't great. But it wasn't... She didn't... She had jokes. Nymphia did not have jokes. Now, I definitely think Nymphia got saved by her runway because she did have the best runway of the week. Um, but I had predicted that it was going to be Tsunami and Nymphia at the bottom. I kind of agree. Like, um, Tsunami and Nymphia were dead on arrival. Morphine got out the traps and then stumbled and fell. So yeah. I kind of agree. I could see it coming, though. When I saw Nymphia's luck, I was like, they're going to save her. But mm-hmm. if we're being honest, it should have been Tsunami and Nymphia. And they, maybe maybe yeah. they're afraid Nymphia would have went home. Uh, the lip sync was to I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, which obviously brilliant song mm-hmm. but i don't like when they go for the obvious choice like this is this is so this is so canonical this is so mainstream it is a wedding song and that's fine yeah one of the best pop songs of the last 50 years i love it every time but i want my lip sync songs to be somewhat niche that is fair um i definitely th- i was kind of like oh this hasn't been done like it kind of did feel a little bit too obvious um i will also say if i did like you do think it's really obvious and you would kind of think, I suppose, a layman's person might be like, oh, that'd be a great lip sync song. Can I tell you, as someone who lip synced to that song before, very long song, but you think it's a great song. You're like, I need, 
I feel like I want to dance with somebody. Somebody is one of those songs for drag queens where they find out last minute. I have to do another number. Shit. Okay, what am I going to do? I'll do. I want to dance with somebody. Boo in Houston. Then you realize it's never ending. You're like, don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance. Don't you want to dance? Don't you want to dance? dance? Not really. <laughs> I want to <No>. go. Home. <laughs> yeah. So um, it kind of did give me more like flashbacks for that. But I thought it was a grand song. But I kind of yeah, I agree with you that I was like, ah, it just feels like at this stage, maybe don't may yeah maybe have more niche songs i feel like that that definitely is like a season three four kind of song where they're kind of just doing the classics banging them out and i was surprised that they hadn't done it before like dark lady streams peaked by like 500 percent or something after that week like part of the appeal of the, so. yeah 100 percent brilliant song part of the appeal of the early years of the, of the show was finding out these niche mm-hmm. pop songs that rupaul loved and i just like, like if uh, if you if you're on the, the, a wedding that, playlist, I don't want to yeah. hear. I don't. I don't want. I got a feeling lip syncing on the main stage. Like nobody's supposed. Um, nobody's supposed to be here. At the Hex Hector dance oh, yes. remix. There that's the kind of shit that I'm talking yes. about. Yes, that's what I want. If Especially Hex Hector's because... done it, I want it on Drag Race. <laughs> Hex Hector or Thunderpuss. That's yeah. all. I, yes. all I want. Who, every what's week. A, what's your one's name? No, Deborah. Deborah. De- Deborah. Deborah. Deborah Cox. Cox. There we go. Got yeah. Them, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, and I feel like, in fairness, um, Roop, we kind of know, I suppose, if you are an avid fan or like have been following Drag Race or Rue or whatever for years, Rue is a big music geek. Rue loves, I, I'm nearly positive that like Rue, at least early on, kind of curated what the lip sync songs were going to be. They seem to always be songs that Rue really, really liked. Then we kind of got into, I suppose, Elders and Musical Gaston. We, I guess, will do one of their songs kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I kind of just expected more. I think like Rue has a really good plus and Michelle, they're both they both come from radio. I'm like, both of you know better. You you know more songs. Uh did you think Tsunami lost a lip sync? Yes. So I kind of thought that it was giving very like Raven and Juju know um to do dancing on my own, kind of like but it lacked you kind of referenced it earlier on. It lacked like I only found out that they were friends today, so I kind of didn't have that yeah. raw emotion <laughs> attached to it. Um I found yeah. myself like tearfully thinking back to the start of the episode 40 minutes before. I'd be like, oh, they're only they're only chatting the day before. Um, <laughs> I, I I think this is the first time in a while that I kind of was like either these could go and that was kind of exciting yeah and I did think I thought there was a possibility just again for television that they could it could be a double only because they actually did do what doesn't happen very often they kind of performed together as if they were doing a duet so I thought oh maybe but then when I thought about it I was like that is a possibility but if that is not a possibility then um, Morphine is going to win because she did give more to it. Like it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like all of the like little duetty bits were just initi- initiated by Tsunami where she was like, what now? Oh, there's a rose. Give the rose back to her. Like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, mm-hmm. And also it wasn't good enough to be a double Shantae. Like, no, and I don't know if you've seen at the very, very end, but Morphine um, lost no less than five nails during that performance so that alone she deserved that win she because it. she she broke nails for that I mean if Marsha and uh, Anitra is not a double Shantae then well actually very fair yeah what's the point it's again it's kind of like what we said earlier on about the whole Jinx Monsoon thing they've they've broken the algorithm <laughs> no yeah. one's getting dual saves anymore unless it's that and we're never going to see that again yeah Lightning in a bottle, like once every few seasons we get it. Yeah. Right, who's going to win, do you think? 
I actually don't know. Okay. So like, I know who I want to win. This is completing the narrative of this episode. Plain Jane, obsessed with her, love her. I think she's oh, great. I, ca- and I, I actually... can't have her win. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really enjoy her drag even outside of her personality, I guess. Um, And I did, I decided not to change suit, but I do think that like we've seen, I thought it was quite cute when she won the uh, overall episode because she kind of was shocked. So I, I think... I think some of the redeeming factors are that she goes on this way, but it's not as if she thinks that she is like the dog's dinner. Do you know, like I think she thinks she was surprised that she won herself. Um, so I definitely I would be content with playing Jane winning. I don't think she's going to win. But do you um, know what actually could get her the win? They mentioned this week that she's three more weeks of her immunity potion. So two weeks. She from gives next it. Week. I think she's going to give it. And I thought so it's going to be. The growth from you know bitch to you know she found mm-hmm. her heart and yeah, yeah. that could win her over and that could get her the win kind of like a Violet Chachki story yeah. arc ish yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no fair and she gives um, it to Morphine next week or the week after to save her and then they all live happily ever after I do think like Q could win I I definitely know who I think is going to be in the top four I think it's going to be plain Q Nymphia and like a flexible character like probably a Dawn. But like possibly oh, no plasma, plasma. or Sephira. I guess plasma will probably be there. But like, oh, actually, Sephira. Oh, yeah, that's a lot to think about, isn't it? Actually, I definitely think Sephira could take the crown. I think Q could take the crown. I don't really necessarily want Q to take the crown. Um, I would be content if Sephira won it. I think. Okay, me too. Because she She's definitely has has the the chutzpah to do it. Yeah. Absolute mm-hmm. hotspur, hotspur the house down boots. Uh, <laughs> Miss Roots, thank you so much for joining me. What do you have coming thank up that so people much. can can get involved with? Um, so you can see me at Drag Brunch. Um, if you go onto my Instagram, which is at Miss Roots, you'll be able to see any kind of upcoming events. Um, it's kind of coming. I hate to be like it's coming into Pride because they know for normal people it's nowhere near Pride, but in the realm of drag queens, Pride is very fastly approaching. So I'm sure I'll be popping up quite a lot of places. Um, but you can also find me on my podcast, which is That's Gossip. All of the punctuation is correct. So it's that's with apostrophe S and then an exclamation mark at the end, um, which is a podcast that I host with my a drag a partner in crime is taken. So every second, thir- every second Tuesday even. Um, and we are now actually launching um, or have launched YouTube content. So we are basically recording the start of our podcast and putting it out onto YouTube. We do like a gossip segment. So that's basically on YouTube. And then we move on to the main topic. Um, but that is basically my, that's my, 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 my stuff. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow updates on the show at Sissy's That Pod. We've got polls. We've got questions. We're announcing new episodes, new guests. It's all going on over there. And if you want to support the show, headsuppodcast.com is the place to do it. I'll be back next week and Troy will be back too. So we will chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.